Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. I am stuck in a double game week and I can't get out of it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was that one of those songs that was added manually to our phone by Apple? Uh, stuck, yeah, that U2 song, Stuck in a Moment and I Can't Get Out of mm-hmm. It. Yeah, just replace moment with double game week, and that is FPL this season. Uh, we're in the midst of double game week 36, and we are going yep. to preview double game week 37. And yep. we've, we've waited all season for this, Josh, it feels like, to finally then get to game week 38 when... <laughs> There's no doubles. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it's, you know, I have to say from a, not that anyone cares about this, so I, I won't go on about it very much, but from a content creation standpoint, I am sick of talking about like three or four teams each week yeah. because this is the, you know, it's sort of the, the, you get thrust into a little bit of a, and it's not that there aren't other teams to consider, but it's just the, the math of it, right? It's like all things being equal. It's very hard to take the teams that play. Yeah. Twice. Doesn't mean you don't have multiple options within those squads, and that's certainly what we're going to talk about today. Uh, going into Game Week 37, you have Man United, Man City, Chelsea, and Brighton that all play twice. And your boy Ben Mendy, Brandon's back on the block. I assume you'd be looking to <laughs> not, bring him not in. Not Ben Mendy. Yeah. Ben Mendy is persona non grata in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ed- Edward. Edward Mendy, yes. Yeah, Edward Mendy. Yeah, yes. and uh, I think uh, we all we all saw what Edward Mendy has to offer Chelsea. It's nothing at all different <laughs> from what Kepa does uh, maybe a little worse yeah maybe it's hard I, I don't even know why you made that change was kepa bad at any point there is the this uh, apparently there's this feud between my limited understanding chelsea fans would correct mm-hmm. me but lampard never preferred kepa when he was first manager at the club and everyone kind of assumed yep. that lampard was reappointed as caretaker manager that kepa would just immediately be dropped because that coincided with mendy becoming fit again and I guess this has just been a drawn-out exercise in Lampard giving Kepa enough rope to hang himself. No, like, the whole the whole Chelsea team has been poor. We can just put this one right at the front of the podcast, Josh. We are not considering any Chelsea players for Game Week wow. 37. Uh, is it, are you? Are you, yeah. are you going Raheem Sterling this week? I, no, no, of, of course I'm not. I, I was wondering <laughs> if we should tease it out and pretend that we might oh, to, keep, yeah. to keep the listener. But I guess at this point, if you've gotten this far, this counts as a download. So you're right. There's no reason to uh, to keep people hanging around any, any longer. Uh, thanks for listening. We will not be talking about Chelsea. And uh, we'll see you next week with our Game Good Week luck. preview. <laughs> Good luck this weekend. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's. but whatever. We're, we're, we are here. And there are actually some things to talk about. I, I have two transfers. I might even burn points this week. I think that there are, it, it's it's an interesting one. I, I you know, I, as a preface, I will say you and I were talking about this a little bit before the pod started. Game week 37 tends to be a a very unpredictable double in, in, in my mm-hmm. recollection. You know, you, you often get a, even a non Queen's passing or COVID or whatever seasons, mm-hmm. you would typically get a double game week in 37 because it's typically the one open window um, for the, the, the FA Cup postponements. And often, you know, if teams are in the Champions League semifinals, there's typically at least one Premier League team that is. It's, it tends to be the one weekend when when they can play. Um, and they really, and it's like, it's kind of like your last chance because um, 
you know, game week 37 will end on Thursday and the season ends three days later. So you need to, you need to get them in while you still can for sure. Because the season has to end on championship Sunday. There's no way out of that. that one. Yeah. There was that one year when man United had to play like two days later. Do you remember that? I I don't remember that honestly. Yeah, it was like Chris Smalling had like a late own goal or something like that. I was just talking about this with somebody recently, and they were saying it was like they like they lost their championship on like a, like their, their their mini league yeah. championship on a, a Chris Smalling own goal. So it is, you know. So anyway, let's 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 not do what we did last week and do the entire pod before the pod starts. Deal. So okay. I we'll we'll do we'll do a score check here uh, on game week thirty six. It's it's still early. Uh, we have I have six players. Love to play. You've already played once, and then um, three players in tomorrow's match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am having a kind of just a, 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 a. I had a moment yesterday where um, you know the, I have doubled up on the Man United defense as, as you are. As, excuse me, the uh, Newcastle defense mm-hmm. as you are, and it doesn't doesn't go well. Um, I don't get Kellen Wilson. Uh, d- that didn't go well. He gets he gets a brace. I, I was shocked that he got up to fifty percent ownership, <laughs> like wh- or, or, or I guess effective ownership, right? Because you, you know the captainers and stuff. Yeah. But it was still higher than I was expecting. I I just thought it wouldn't be that high. Yep. I had no path to him outside of outside of not going for Isak. And I think both of us felt pretty strongly that Isak was the. It's it's not that I didn't think he could play out left, but. We only had one week where we saw the two of them even play together. It wasn't clear to me that Wilson was going to even start yeah. this game week, and so it was, uh, uh, you know, or maybe there he was. I thought he might only start one of the two, and maybe he'd start the home match, and that's that's how they had been doing it. And so it was just, it was just, it was slightly unpredictable. And so you know, I went for Isak, and and then I, uh, you know, Newcastle can see two goals, and then I go into this Man United match, and I, I don't have. Um, Luke Shaw. I don't have Dea. Uh, I don't have Bruno Fernandez. Um, maybe I don't have Bruno. I don't have Bruno Fernandez. Uh, I don't have Harry Kane. Uh, I dropped Ollie Watkins, and suddenly I'm like, this this game we could go really bad. <laughs> like this this could get uh, pear shaped, yeah. Brandon, as the uh, as the case. I say. didn't have a and, single yeah. fantasy asset during that chunk of fixtures after Newcastle leads that entire five game chunk. I had not yeah. a, it was a, it was all pure watch and um, just watching the wish, points yeah. just, just fall away. Uh, go bye-bye. Yeah. I wish it had been a, a pure watch. I had Dominic Solanke come off the bench mm-hmm. for me and uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could have gone with, I, I had a, what, what looked like a good bench on paper this week with Solanke and John Stones and, uh, and um, Henry, Rico Henry. And, uh, or Bronco Henry, as I like to call him, Brandon, a reference to that uh, that classic. Is it Jane Campion, the Power of the Dog? Mm, yeah, that movie. That's yeah. right. That, yeah, so that's right. Great movie, in my opinion. Okay. Divisive movie. Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I didn't love it, but that, that's 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 beside the point. I think the name Bronco Henry is interesting, and uh, so that's why I'm. <laughs> that's the whole I, point. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is just good pod content. Can I just keep a coherent thought going for a second here? So um, anyway, so I, I guess I could have pl- I could have played Rico Henry. I don't know, but I I, I didn't. And so Solanke comes on, and then Bournemouth proceed to. I think if you had walked up to Bournemouth and all the players, the manager, and said, "Go to that match," we'll just 
we're just going to call this a forfeit. We're going to call this a 2-0 loss. You don't have to get out there. You don't have to run around the pitch. You guys just lose this match, and then you can get on the bus and, and go back home. I think okay. they would have taken it because they, that I have never seen a team care less about the outcome than, uh-huh. than Bournemouth in that Palace match yesterday. It was the most indifferent performance. Not necessarily the worst performance, but the most indifferent. Mm-hmm. They just they did not care about winning that match i'm not sure they had a shot on target the entire game it was just it was a really terrible match uh, but of course i'm watching it because i'm a fantasy dork and then uh and yeah and then uh, wolves were kind of in the same boat where they just didn't really uh, i guess they maybe had a couple of chances but they don't have anyone who can finish there this is the the, pr- the ever since Raul Jimenez very sadly injured himself yeah. they just have had nobody who can score on that team yeah it's true uh, i mean Diego Costa is that's been one of the uh, sad uh, narratives is that Diego Costa has come back being so yep. fun to watch uh, as just yep. like a, uh, you know, like a wrestling heel. Also a great mm-hmm. goal scorer when he was at Chelsea. And he's just had no material impact on the league, whether it's through goals or just the fun factor. You barely even yep. know he's on the pitch, which is insane to me when you think about Diego Costa. Now, I do think like Wolves at least have had some players who have managed to eke out decent seasons ruben neves i think is is the is the biggest sure. one and they've got some yep. fun players like um podens Ta- and tati tati yeah sure our mm-hmm. our 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 once friend uh hugo bueno uh yeah oh hugo love me some hugo <laughs> It's always fun to see a Damatriere yeah. pop in there for 20 minutes yeah. at the end of a match. Now, you know, this this is a conversation we should save in, uh, for preseason because Lopetegui is already making noises to the leadership of Wolverhampton. Like, he needs to buy players this summer so they can actually make a, a push and they can, they can yeah. evolve. So hopefully Wolves will just get better and uh, get some more attacking talent because I think they still remain a solid club uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, but they don't score. And uh, then Luke Shaw, even with the yellow card, finishes well, well into the three bonus points. Uh, And then, uh, and you know, even Kepinot starting was kind of a bummer because a lot of people got um, Rhea off the bench, kept the clean sheet in the West Ham match. So suddenly I go from 3,000 overall to 8,500. I almost triple my rank. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's been, so it's been a real sink or swim running for me here and uh, uh but you know it's it's okay it's it just it didn't go well and i have um i have three liverpool players tomorrow and if cody gagpo can just score seven goals brandon not e- i'm not even asking for much right i didn't ask for 10 10 goals would be ridiculous single That'd digits be insane i would never i would never do that mm-hmm. not to you not to anyone listening to the pod but seven it seems fine to me that seems like a reasonable thing to ask of a player mm-hmm. and so i want seven goals and i do want three assists as well that, that is the one thing that's, I'll that's how you get your 10 it's a little your 10 well i want a total of 10 yeah, yeah exactly and maybe a, a clean sheet point can count as an assist maybe that that you know, makes sense yeah a little bit i'm pretty yeah. much in the same boat as you right now i'm on 39 points i use my two free transfers to go very chalk i got an isak for watkins uh, and captained Isak, and then mm-hmm. I brought in who else did I bring in? McAllister for March. Uh, yep. The two trap doors that we fell through were the Astupanon and Callum Wilson, who you mentioned earlier. Oh, I forgot with the Astupanon. <laughs> that was a killer yeah. final goal. What, killer. What I thought after after barely having any action on Saturday. Uh, my one leg up going into Sunday Sunday was Ivan Tony, and uh, right. I had you know big ownership on him, and he's just 
mysteriously absent from the Brentford lineup and the bench. Turns yeah. out he, what we saw happen last weekend where he was kind of holding his hamstring turned out to be an actual hamstring strain and minor, yeah. they say. But this was the last mm. week that I was going to have Ivan Tony, and now I get zero points for him. And the only person who I have able to come in for him is Kurt Zuma, who didn't play yeah. either. So I have no nobody played any minutes on my bench. Rashford, Zuma, and Andreas Pereira. So that's bad. I uh, have ten yeah. guys who 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 I fielded. Wow, that's that's a tough. Yeah. Um, I, I have yeah. Trent and Salah to go, and then like you have uh, triple Brighton and. Triple Newcastle, Lewis Dunk, I guess, would be the main differential I have, but it's it's a it's a down week. Finn Gruel, <laughs> it really is. Like to say. <laughs> it looks like I'll probably be bounced from uh, both head-to-head playoffs uh, in yeah, the quarterfinals. So that that is kind of bumming me out. I mean, it's some good news if you if you're like, hey guys, come on, let's pick pick it up a little bit. <laughs> I think our energy, I think for you and I have a terrible game week because our energy is not bad. I think that we're we're walking the line here. I did have some good news. Uh, My friend Ederson Santana de Moraes finally came through with something. He did. And he he got two bonus points because this guy was a distribution machine against Everton. Um, Not like a super great distribution machine, but he was just passing the ball a lot. So yeah. uh, I finally get my eight points from my premium keeper rotation. So that's all good. So yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting week. I mean, I, I guess outside of the Brighton Arsenal match, although even that maybe, but it was like, it was like this, this, this game week was like the script, right? It was like, you expect Man City to beat Everton, probably keep a clean sheet. You expect Man United to handle wool, you know, sort of every, everything went, you expect that Frank Lampard team to concede to no matter who they're playing. These are all things that, that happened as yeah. we, as we predicted. Uh, it's just the last few weeks we've seen, um, Man United and Everton or, or Man United and Man City in particular, uh, concede a bunch of goals that, mm-hmm. um, and it may be in, in, a, in a, a slightly different alternate universe don't happen. Yeah. And so, you know, so, you know, it was sort of, um, I hadn't realized, I guess, until, all the all the things that did happen happened. Uh, how much I've been banking on, yeah. <laughs> on those outcomes uh, not occurring, and so uh, <laughs> and then John Stones didn't didn't, didn't play at all. Um, I well you know we'll, we'll hold off on the Man City talk because this this podcast is going to be a pretty focused one. Uh, basically, we're going to do five questions. Talk about Man City. We're going to talk about Ban United. We'll talk about Brighton a little bit as well. I think there is some some converse some meat on that Brighton bone, Brandon. We already. You know, I had Chelsea listed there too, but we'll just uh, we'll lop that it's off done. for your uh, for your request. Mm-hmm. Talk about captains, and uh, obviously there's one mega captain option here, but there are people who are 30, 40 points behind, and they'll want to be considering some other options there. So we'll talk about captains as well, uh, and then I want to do a quick on the beach ranking at the end of this week's pod, Brandon. Okay, I got in my dig on Bournemouth, but I I got more digs in me. So let's let's see who <laughs> who's got something to play for and who doesn't because. You do not want to be caught short uh, in th- these last couple We're going to roast it, it, the it, mid-table it, it, like it's an old Comedy Central special. Yeah. Well, that's like the Solanke thing. If I just thought it through, maybe I maybe I set my team. Although, I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's it's uh, You never want to play the hindsight game too much. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a... Not a way to play. So anyway, let's let's take a break, though. Uh, I did want to quickly thank um, Bents, our newest Patreon supporter, Brandon. It's always nice when we 
that that trickle yeah. of new Patreon Thanks, supporters. Spence. It was you know it was a flow for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. And we did our 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 Patreon pledge drive, so uh, it's not too late, and uh, we will not be charging our Patreon uh, supporters for the month of June. Uh, but you'll still get access to all of our um, to the Discord and. Uh, any uh, any other stuff that we do over the summer? You and I have a couple of a uh, couple of video projects mm-hmm. we're working on. That's right. We we've got a, we got a couple camcorders and uh, we're going. We're gonna we're going make the pivot. Escape, pivot. Yeah, to we're video. going to the skate park. Yeah, exactly. You've seen that movie mid nineties. That's uh, that's oh, me and Brandon. God. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Uh, so uh, you can go to patreoncom slash cheating uh, to support the podcast. Brandon, anything I've missed here? Anything else? You no, you're you're all good, man. I think that's right. I'm looking forward to looking ahead to game week thirty seven and uh, you know opportunity for people to write the ship where the narrative doesn't feel like it's gone in your favor thus far in game week 36 but there's you know it feels like a double game week where there's not too much more to the story because it's really just one extra fixture so i don't want to beat that drum too hard of like don't worry your fortunes will change because you know they probably won't they're not going to change this week (laughs) (laughs) well the 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 move was callum wilson it turned out that was that was a that was a baller move uh and there were a couple people in in some of our mini leagues who 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 made that move? He is the uh, truth, Joshua. Well, he has the he is the truth. I know it's. I, I can't even play the hindsight game there because there was just never. A, I mean, it wasn't like again. I don't want to rehash this too much, but there there was just never a moment when I really seriously considered him over yeah. Isak. Maybe yeah. I should have more, but like I, I didn't. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kick myself too much for that one. It's all good, man. Let's take let's a see break. What happens. Yeah, let's see what happens on Thursday evening. Okay, let's 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 keep the optimistic. Uh, mm-hmm you know, uh, perspective here. So, all right, we'll take a break, get back, talk about Game Week 37. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, Brian, we're back. Game week 37 kicks off on Saturday. We actually have something of an FPL classic, mm-hmm. which I like, Brandon. We've got a nice, full, meaty slate of games on Saturday. Uh, and uh, Sunday, I mean, we wouldn't be a Premier League anymore without one inexplicably timed match. There's a West Ham game that starts at 8.30 our time, and then one 30 minutes later. Okay, sure. Uh, then, then, yeah, then, why not? And then you have, yeah, then you have uh, Newcastle, Leicester. Leicester's getting all these Monday games. Good for them. And then uh, Wednesday... <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, we have the uh, the final double game weeks of the season. So, I, I did want to kick things off though uh, with with a bit of an apology, Brandon, uh, because I'm looking at the 
Dynamic 37 here. And my apology is to Harold Danforth Canny, also known as Harry Kane, mm-hmm. because I never should have let that guy go, Brandon. You know, I he was so good for got me away. For, so, for so many weeks. And I know he's expensive, but having that consistent eight points, seven points, yeah. I guess he got this week because you got a yellow card there. But getting that consistent seven to eight points every single week. Yeah, it's good. Not a bad thing. It's solid. I, I could have used that at times this year, Brandon. When there was only, you know, early on in the season, he was he was great. And I and I let him go, and I, I still kind of regret it. So, uh, Harry Kane, wherever you are, I'm sure you're listening. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you. Uh, I won't make that mistake again next season, except you're probably going to be priced. Like, somehow he's going to be priced, like, higher than Holland. Like, he's yeah. going to come in at, like, 14.5, and Holland's going to come in, like, at 12. And I'm going to be like, oh. Yeah, God, especially I, if he I, makes no a move game. to, yeah. like, a Champions League uh, club. Oh, uh, I hadn't even thought could, about that. He'll, he'll get that bump, too. It is remarkable yeah. looking at the stats page on FPL where you think Holland is just running away with being the greatest fantasy asset in the history of forever. And yeah. there's Harry Kane, just 26 points behind him, which is not <laughs> no, that far. It's not that far. And yet his ownership is like nothing. It's like nobody, nobody's got Holland this guy. Holland is owned by 83.3% of managers playing the game. Harry Kane, 29.1. It's, it's remarkable. It's even lower in the top 10K, too. And you just look back, seven points. I'm just going backwards from this game week, right? Seven, eight, eight, eleven, six, two, nine, seven, six, thirteen, two, six, five, two, eight, six, five. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, I, you know, all told, he has 27 goals and eight assists this season, and I've captained him like one time. You know, mm-hmm. like it's absolutely insane uh, just how remarkably consistent he's been all year. Yeah, I guess like the, the to further the Kane Holland comparison too. it's to, for Kane to be in this position at Spurs where when he scores, he gobbles up all the bonus because he's just surrounded by people who aren't accomplishing anything BPS worthy where Holland yeah, he's, yeah. he's surrounded by 10 other players at city who can, who yeah. can do the, do the same, who can, who can get out those FPL BPS. And, uh, that's just a huge win for Harry Kane as a fantasy asset. It really is. And I mean, Holland's not, I mean, Holland's pretty much in the same. I, I could do the number thing with him as well. Uh, he's, he's been obviously great as you know, two, um, yeah, it's still incredible to look back and see 36 goals from Holland's mm-hmm. 36 goals on the season. I mean, he's got to be shooting for 40, right? With these, with these Definitely. three, three game weeks left. So let's use that as an opportunity to talk about Man City. Uh, there are a couple, couple. One question from a listener. One question that I added. Uh, uh, so you know, who do we want, and who, or who do we have? I guess is actually where I want to open with this. And then who do we want? And Amar B says, can we assume that Man City will have certain Premier League players and certain Champions League players now, uh, particularly if they somehow go through the Champions League final? Um, and then the question that I also had was, uh, would you consider selling Salah to fund KDB? I mean, I, I guess in some ways, if, if your answer is that they are in two different tracks, then Mm-hmm. then the answer would be no. But, um, yeah, how do you factor in the Champions League when it comes to how you're... Actually, no, sorry, to start things off, who do you have for Man City? You have two players at the moment, right? I have Ederson and Holland, so I have two. So okay. the option is open to me to get a third uh, ahead of this yep. double. And I I feel like a lot of this does hinge on City hosting Real Madrid on Wednesday, I think it is, this week, uh, for the yep. return leg. Uh, I think we would know how to predict that lineup. Uh, Grealish, Stones, De Bruyne, 
uh, Holland's basically what yeah. we saw play who we saw play in Madrid. The rotation we kind of expected with Foden and Mares in the Premier League out wide. Mm-hmm. The reason why I am now focused on what happens Wednesday is I I just don't think I I'm not sure that actually I shouldn't be because my point is I don't think it's going to impact the Premier League lineup going forward because there's really only two more Champions League matches and only one relevant one for the Premier League schedule because the next one's in June. Yeah. 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 It's, (laughs) and, and they will also, you know, then throw in the FA cup final uh, for Manchester city as well, while you're at it, if you want to do that. But I think the, the run in post Real Madrid for Manchester city doesn't really warrant that much rotation unless like I think what we've seen with Kevin De Bruyne the last few weeks is that he's been nursing some match fitness and uh, he's been nursing whatever. I don't know. He's been trying yeah. to keep himself fit so he can play in Europe. Um, and maybe that's the one question mark. But I would still be thinking if I were to get a third uh, about players who would play in Europe, like Grealish. I mean, Foden has not looked good when he's played. I don't think he had a great game against um, against Everton. Mares looked fine. Uh, Mares didn't mm-hmm. play a minute against Real Madrid. I mean, maybe Mares continues to be the one that you might want to most seriously consider. And then, of course, yep. there's Gunduan, who has now uh, four goals in two recently. matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Gundo. Uh, I, I, okay, so. I, I agree with you. I think that the um, I would not make any decisions about Man City players until after the Champions League second leg, um, and ideally that match would not go into thirty minutes of extra time. That would be um, kind of optimal. Um, the Arsenal match has really thrown a spanner in the works as well because now I believe Man City can officially clinch the title this weekend yeah, that's right. if they if they win their match. They'll be seven points ahead with with with. Or you know, with with six Arsenal only have six possible points available to them still this season, right? So it would be impossible for them to to overtake them, and so um, that throws things off. I think more than the Champions League part of it, the idea that they're they'll have won the title, right? So I think on uh, uh, this weekend, um, I guess do they play? They play on Sunday, right? So that that Sunday match they host Chelsea. Uh, I think it's the strongest possible 11 that he's got. So whoever you think his strongest 11 is, that's who he's going to play for the final home match of the season when they can clinch the title if they beat Chelsea. So, um, and then, but then after that, they go um, away to Brighton and away to Brentford to close out the season. And I think it it could be kind of everybody gets a turn season from there. Um, and that Brighton match, I think, is going to be really tough from a fantasy perspective anyway, because Brighton really have genuine, like a genuine chance of, of not even being in like Euro qualifying, right? But just like straight through mm-hmm. um, to the Euro group stage. And so, um, you know, I think for them, it's it's really, um, and, and they deserve it. They, they've been awesome yeah. this season. I really, you know, I want them. Um, I, I'm rooting for them. But so that's a, that's a tough match as well, uh, but it won't really matter to Man City at that point. I mean, it's not like I, I don't see Pep as the kind of guy who's like, I don't care if we lose the final two matches. It's just not his style at all. But uh, you know, I do think that you could see um, a lot, a lot of rotation on those wing spots, 
right? With uh, with Grealish, as you're mentioning, Grealish, Foden, Mares, Bernardo Silva. Um, he, he does not lack. Mm-hmm. Alvarez, uh, Alvarez can play on the wing or he can play in that De Bruyne role. Um, and so I think that uh, we will see a lot of rotation among those spots. I also think defensively you could see that too, right? He's got six quality center backs, right? Yeah. <laughs> rotates in and out. I mean, just to be, to be, have a team that's so good that you can't play, like you just don't play an informed John Stones for two consecutive game weeks because you just don't need to. Mm-hmm. It's really um, so it kind of says it all with him. So I feel like uh, that's, that's kind of where, you know, so where I am right now is I've got Holland like you, and then I've got John Stones, and I guess I'm just sticking with Stones. I mean, I'm not going to waste a transfer to drop him on the off chance that he doesn't play twice. I, yeah. I hope he plays twice, and I don't expect him to, to be quite honest. I, um, I think I'll hopefully get one out of him, and that's just sort of, that was the gamble I took when I brought him in for the previous double yeah. for Man City, right? And it was just, you know... It was it was it was fine. I got a clean sheet out. I got eight points. Like I don't see. I'm not you know disappointed with that exactly. Um, and so for me, I um, a lot of it hinges on you know the I, the the Rashford question is a big part of this. I was hoping to to talk about Man United and Man City separately, but a lot of what I end up doing seems to you know kind of hinges on what I do with Marcus Rashford because I, I don't. If he's not healthy enough to play this weekend, um, and this is a, a question I had for you, Brandon, which is what would it take for you to drop Marcus Rashford this game week? Yeah. I mean, you and I both have two. Uh, you only have one free transfer. I've got I've got two. But either way, uh, if Rashford's injured, you're going to have to burn four probably. So what are you? Um, what What are your thoughts on Rashford at the moment? I know we don't have a lot of information. Yeah, to go on. I, I love this quote from Eric Ten Hag about the Marcus Rashford injury. It's like going into the office your boss asks you where you are on a particular project and you clearly haven't done any work on this project. So Ten Hag says about Rashford's injury, he is not available. I hope he will be back soon, of course, and he will do everything he can to, uh, so that it can be done. The medical staff is hard working on it. That is exactly what I would say if I'm like, yep, boss, we've got everybody working on it night and day. I'll, I'll update you when I update you. (laughs) And yeah, what I like to do when I'm lying about a project that I have not completed yet is I like to throw out a real concrete date. Uh, I'll be, I'll be like, you know, be like, yeah, um, yeah, definitely still in progress. Uh, but I'm, you know, my, my goal is to have that Mm -hmm. to you in at least a draft stage by Thursday. That's that's my goal, yeah. and that's what I plan to stick to. And then it sort of sounds like you're going to get them something for sure down the line, and that usually gets gets your your boss off your off your back yeah. for a while. I think the Rashford injury, for one, we didn't mention this at the at the start of the pod for game week 36. I had a benching headache. I was going to bench Tony. Turned out it didn't matter in the long run. Uh, I really yeah. wanted to play Tony, but I couldn't because Rashford and then he got injured and this freed up a, a spot for everybody. Yeah. And I, I think if Rashford is still injured going into game week 37, I think it we drop him for sure. Uh, okay. Just given the upside and the double. Um, but, but you know, you feel like Manchester United's final fixture is home at Old Trafford after what could be considered... It's been a rebuilding season, but... 
uh, and it's had its ups and downs, but it's, it is a success assuming they hold their ground and remain yep. in, in the Champions League positions. So that match, home Fulham, and if Marcus Rashford is fit, as again, it feels like I want to keep him. So by that logic, sort of like I want to hold Rashford if there is a glimmer of hope. So this, as you're, you rightly play this into the Manchester City discussion, because that's where you would bring in Grealish or Gundogan or however you want to to, to play it. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure with with uh, with chip season kind of being over. I have, I feel like there's not a big issue with throwing Rashford on your bench again for 37, just with the the optimistic hope that he's fit for the final game week of the season so i guess my point is where you're not totally sold on a particular city uh, asset for 37 i'm not particularly either so what would we be getting if it weren't um, somebody completely different like an arsenal mid uh for that forest match some 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 left field thing like that I'm kind of scared off of Arsenal right now at the moment, especially with, with Martinelli limping off. And they're just, I think they're just kind of done. And I, I don't, it's fine. Like they, they, they played Chelsea, they played Newcastle, they, they beat them both. It took a lot of energy. It's been a really difficult, you know, run to, to end the season for them. And I, I just, it kind of feels like they're out of gas, right? I, I, I couldn't believe they couldn't create anything at home to Brighton. You know, it was just, a, it was really. Uh, very surprising, yeah. I thought. The, By the way, I, I was just mm-hmm. I was just checking as we were talking. So, um, Gundo didn't. Uh, oh, actually, no, he did. He played the full ninety in the first leg of yeah. that Real Madrid match. I was wondering yeah. if there might be a chance that he, he had been rested. He and Holland are um, the two attacking, notable attacking players who have just been playing every match. So then, you know, you get into that yeah. pep rotation mindset of well, Gundo seems like he's the one who's due for the next exactly. rest right yeah exactly so that 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 actually kind of like instantly removes gundo from my consideration yeah. i i think um alvarez is a player <clears throat> that holds a little bit of appeal for me uh but my part of my problem with uh with, with bringing in someone like alvarez is pep has these matches where he just doesn't make any subs mm-hmm. right where it's it, it's just like he kind of most other managers are a lot more predictable when it comes to subs, right? You, you, you know, let's say you, you're not sure if Enkedia or I don't know some random player is going to play, but you're like, I know that Arteta is always going to bring on um, him at some point, right? Between the 65th minute and the 70th minute. It's actually interesting. I was listening to a second captain's uh, or some something a couple of days ago, and they were talking about how that that's a tactical change that Arteta probably needs to make next season, which is to be a little more unpredictable yeah, with his right. starting eleven. It was so it was so stable, but at some point when it's that stable, it becomes very easy to plan for. Um, the, kind of the only thing that ever seemed to change was that was that left wing spot with you know with a little bit of rotation there. Yeah. So yeah, agreed. So I, I think I think you're right about Rashford. I mean, it's you know if we don't get any, I'd like to see at least a training ground pitch. I mean, because the problem is they play twice, right? And so I, just it's a lot to miss out on, and I could use that money to 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 go like take a punt on a Jack Grealish type player, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, kind of just go, you know, just try to try to do something a little, a little bit different. Maybe, maybe Foden. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I don't really love any of my Man City options or you can kind of go the other way, which is Bournemouth are kind of, doesn't seem like they're taking the rest of the season very seriously. Uh, maybe I just go with, with, you know, Bruno and Anthony and just kind of, 
wing it with a slightly different kind of squad. Or maybe I burn four and I bring in Shaw, Bruno, and Antony, which is another move that I would consider. I think uh, actually really, even though they play Leicester at home, I think that uh, Trippier to um, Shaw is not a not a bad move. I think it's a move that you could definitely consider. I'm about to blow you away because here's okay. what I'm thinking of doing. With okay. Ivan Tony becomes Anthony Martial. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's, that's my plan move. Okay. Well, you know, it's... Um, to each his own, you know. Yeah. How's that for? Uh, yeah, you, you know how I feel about Anthony Martial. I'm not, I don't have to repeat myself uh, here, or, <laughs> or, or or get in a dig or anything like that. Yeah, I mean his his starts are are pretty sporadic. Uh, he's started three of the last six, which is not amazing. But Veghorse is has not been great. He looked pretty worse. bad when he yeah. came on. He's yeah. he's looked worse than Martial. Yeah. I can I can say that much at least. And now you get into shop window territory at this end of the season, where surely Manchester United want to be selling Anthony Martial this summer. So you yeah. you play them so that other clubs can see what he's up to. At least with the double, I feel like you're guaranteed at least one start from Martial, and I think there are goals for Manchester United in both of these goals, away Bournemouth and home hosting Chelsea. So, I I mean, it. I think with an injured Tony, maybe he's back, but I don't, I just, I don't love the next two fixtures for Brentford, which are Spurs and then City on the final day of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotta go. So I think here it's Alvarez and Martial. And Alvarez is the better player. He's a World Cup winner. He's playing on a possibly soon-to-be-trouble-winning club. And Anthony Martial has just kind of been the butt of many jokes for many years in Manchester. Half a, de- yeah, half a decade now. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's my style, Josh. I like to back the butt of the joke. <laughs> yeah. Back the butt. Well, I mean, I'll give you credit for being different. Um, and I don't mean that in a kind of backhanded compliment way. It, it is. It, I think that maybe last week on the pod, we, we didn't give Wilson, for example, enough credit, right? As a, as a, as a genuine alternative that should be considered, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe, maybe, maybe Marcial falls into that category, did score a, a nice goal. Well, I mean, I don't know. He didn't really, like Anthony created that goal, but Martial yeah. was in the right spot uh, <laughs> to score that goal. I guess Bruno kind of created the goal. He, uh, yeah, Mar- uh, Martial yeah. knew to hold his run. That's as much as you can yeah. say about yeah. him. Exactly. So Martial, uh, you know, but Anthony has been playing better. I, I, he, I find him to be a very frustrating player to watch sometimes, uh, but he does shoot. I don't know. It's sort of... <laughs> I think he's a he's an interesting option, and maybe he's even an option if you can't get there with Bruno. Um, mm-hmm. The player that we didn't talk about when we were in the Man City section was um, Kevin De Bruyne, a hard player to get to with regular transfers uh, for most of us. But would you consider to to re ask a question mm-hmm. I asked we got before we got a little sidetracked was would you consider Mo Salah for Kevin De Bruyne? Is that a move? Maybe not in your particular spot, sure. given you've got a couple injuries. But like, let's say you had two free transfers. A solid a Kevin De Bruyne move that that you could consider. No, I don't like it because of Liverpool's home form at Anfield, and that's important in thirty-seven because it's their last home match. And Liverpool yep. have to win out if they can if they want to keep pushing for the top four. Top four seems very unlikely, if not impossible. But they'll they'll go for it. So last match at Anfield against Villa. Villa are strong, sure, but 
uh, I, I feel compelled to hold Mo for that. And then you are rewarded for holding by a, by a nice treat on the South Coast as Liverpool go to St. Mary's to play a relegated yeah. Southampton on the final day of the season. So I, I'm just very happy to have and hold Salah for the remaining two game weeks. Yeah, I, I'm kind of there too. I mean, I actually just, the worry would be that Kevin DeBrunner maybe doesn't start both those matches in 37. Just there won't really be a reason to if he starts the first one and they, and they clinch the title and maybe then you give Alvarez more minutes. Um, you know, if I, I think if I were in your spot, I would take Alvarez. I would just take the, the upside punt, hope he starts at least once, gets minutes in the other one. Um, then I don't know, but then you got the 38 problem to deal with too. So it's, it's, it's tricky. I, I mean, I, it's, I, not, it's not an easy week to make a forward yeah. swap. I think Here's general. another thing you could say about Alvarez on the negative side is he's been getting so many minutes recently because of De Bruyne just trying to maintain his fitness for the Real Madrid tie. If De Bruyne is, is fit, survives uh, the, the Real Madrid match, I think he'd want to play. Uh, for yeah. uh, a few the the few remaining matches in the Premier League, Holland is definitely going to want to play because he wants to pad those stats. He wants to break a few more records. I don't see. I could see other players getting rotated who are less consequential. Uh, you know, so Cole Palmer can get minutes ahead of somebody like Mares, maybe. But I think I don't think. Alvarez is getting minutes over Holland, so I I feel like he Alvarez becomes a bigger risk after uh, the midweek match. Yeah, they're also risky, and maybe the answer is just you just can't have two Man City players, and that's just sort of how it's got to be. There's just kind of no there's just no way to get there that really that that, that you can feel secure, and especially again if if they had to go into game week thirty eight and title was still on the line that would be one thing even the second leg of 37 but the fact that they don't need any of that now I mean, maybe Chelsea beats them on uh, you know on, on Sunday we'll see but um but you know more than likely I mean I you know it's it's, it's not going to happen and so um it, it just I don't know it makes it very tricky to gamble I think the the one that I I certainly has he's been a blind spot for me over the years um is, is Riyad Mahrez. And if Mahrez doesn't start the second leg mm-hmm. of the uh, Champions League match, I, I think he's maybe the safest option and uh, and, and de- certainly got plenty of high upside. Yep. And um, he's arguably a better option than Bruno Fernandes. Uh, you know, I think, he, I think he's right there. Um, and the, the Bruno thing is is like, it feels like Bruno's been on the verge of having this like explosive, incredible match for Man United because he's shooting a lot and he's creating key passes and, you know, got a very late assist, um, uh, on Saturday, but it it hasn't really happened for Bruno. I mean, it's, it's not like we're not seeing Bruno from a couple years ago still, right. In terms of fantasy returns, he's been been playing extremely well, but the fantasy returns haven't quite been been is the, what's failed him is his shooting. His shooting has been awful. And, I guess yeah. what what you then remember is like at the end of the sixth sense, you just like flash back to all the goals Bruno had scored. Oh yeah, they all nail the underside of the of the crossbar or the post. Like the the margin of difficulty, <laughs> yeah. the fact that they all went in was maybe the miracle. Uh, yeah. What we're seeing is is classic reversion to the mean with Bruno and his goal output. 
Yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that that is that is that is true. Um, so, I, I but I mean, I with all that said, uh, to go to to move on to Man United, uh, I really like a lot of the options for Man United this game week. I think that um, I think that Shaw is an incredible option, arguably a better transfer option than the, again. I keep nagging Bruno, even though he's the player I really want to bring in this mm-hmm. game week. But I really like Shaw as a transfer option. Uh, I think if you can't get there with Shaw, then you could consider um, just going super cheap, getting Lindelof. Um, he's he's going to be very safe. I have to admit, I did not realize Varane was was this close to being back in the squad. Uh, that makes Shaw way more valuable in that team because he yeah. is going to own that that left wing spot, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, for the rest of the season. Totally, yeah. Which, I think yeah. I I want to take a minus four to get Shaw. If I do that, um, I'm either looking at getting him in for Trippier, or I'm looking at getting him in for Botman and benching Trippier. Uh, or I play four across the back. That's that. What happens is uh, if Marcus Rashford continues to be injured, then I bench him. But I, I don't know. This Newcastle defense is a real problem, Josh. It's a real it habit is. I, that is difficult I to know. break. I mean, they play Leicester at home in thirty-seven. It's it's not a week where you're like dying to drop your defenders right yeah. or, or do it for a hit or something like that. how many weeks though have uh, we been yeah. saying you know trippier is just a week away from a 12 pointer and you could say that again and you can say well a trippier a trippier at home to a diabolical lester's uh team is maybe as good as a double for shaw uh that's not the world we live in right now though unfortunately yeah. it's significantly I, I worse a weird, than a double for Shaw. i had a thought yeah watching that leads draw i i was like do they even practice like where these crosses go like <laughs> it's like 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 on the corner it was it felt like it was just like th- everything they were doing whether it was a free kick or um a corner was just like a it's all just like send it into the mixer kind of stuff <laughs> right i didn't feel like there was yeah. any plan ever and uh it was, you know, it's amazing. I'm like, did, was, was Trippier just like super lucky earlier on this season? Is that, is that, I mean, cause it was, it used still, to be he, the joke was like, he, he'd concede a goal and he wouldn't get a, in a, a goal or an assist and he'd still get three bonus. Like he was yeah. that involved in everything. And has it changed that radically? He I, still I is. Know. I mean, you posted those, uh, match stats to the hail cheaters, Twitter feed and Trippier still led in chances created in that leads match. Yeah. He's still doing those yep. things. I think you're, Right in that there's just not the end product from the rest of his yeah. teammates. Yeah. So I don't see him as a player that I urgently want to drop, uh, but I would only do it if it funded a, a move other like elsewhere in my spot, right? Like I don't think that Trippier to Shaw... I actually, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind that as a, as a free transfer. Once you're in hit territory, I like it less, yeah. but if, if it's, if it's for a hit and that hit is cause you know, you can, you can free up. I mean, what is Shaw's at five, two tribute my, for me at least is at 6 million. So you'd free up 0.8. That that's quite a lot, right? That that's, that's the difference between Gakpo and Mares or whatever, right? Like it's, you know, it makes a big difference in terms of who you can bring into your squad. So I, you know, and, and he plays twice as opposed to once for Trippier and Newcastle have been conceding, have been conceding, you know, a ton of goals recently. So, um, so yeah, I think you can make, you can make an argument there. How much is Mars? Mars is only 7.4. It's actually cheaper than I realized. Only 7.4. So disrespectful to Mares. 
<laughs> poor Riyadh. Poor Riyadh. I'm actually surprised he has lower, he has fewer points than Phil Foden this season, which seems surprising to me. It feels like Foden's barely played. Although, I, looking back, I guess he's he's got minutes in, well, just the last two, I guess, really. And, and then he had this, yeah, long, long post-World Cup run where he was just kind of out of the squad. Um, all right, so that's, so Man United, I think, I mean, what do you think about Lindelof, Juan Basaka, all of the kind of, Varane, I suppose, all of the sh- the defensive alternatives. Does anyone appeal to you among those? I mean, I, I suppose it it then gets back into the the hit question. Uh, if you're if you're doing anybody from Lindelof to Juan Basaka for free, sure, whatever. Like I I do think Manchester United defense will. Uh, pick up at least our at least one clean sheet for the run in. That's fine. But Shaw is five point two or five point three. It's not five that two. much farther to stretch. And this is just like pure fantasy logic. Uh, you've got you've got to chase the guy with the highest upside. And maybe you think my mini league rival is going for Shaw, so I have to get somebody different. Well, in what is the scenario in which? Shaw and Juan Basaka play the same number of minutes, and Juan Basaka has more points than Shaw. Like you're not going to differential your way through the Manchester United defense. He's really the only defender that's good for points yeah. beyond the the standard meat and potatoes clean sheet. I'm surprised Juan Basaka doesn't get more bonus just because he, he has these moments where he's so good defensively, yeah, right? You I know, agree. It's like he just. He, you know, interceptions and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think the only reason that you would do it is because Luke Shaw is 5.2 million and Lindelof is 4.1, right? You know, so it, it's, yeah. it was 1.1 million. It's so like, a if big you can't, yeah. it's a huge, yeah, it's a huge difference. So if that money can, you know, is, is going to be used to fund another double game week player or something like that, then, then obviously that's, that's significantly more appealing. Um, but yeah, and I think I think we did talk about Anthony a little bit. I, I think everyone else has to just be ignored, right? Erickson, uh, Sancho, your boy Casemiro. Uh, <laughs> Please don't call you know, I'm just not boy. seeing anything in that. And <laughs> anyway, I don't I, all those midfield options. I just I'm just not seeing anybody. I, I do think that Anthony is on a short term. This is the kind of thing. If we were talking in uh, November. I would not be advocating for Anthony, right? Because you can get stuck with these players, yeah. right? Whereas you're like, ah, well, I'm just going to bring it in a transfer for sure. And then you have other problems in your squad and suddenly you're 11 weeks in and you're like, how do I still have Anthony on my team? Yeah. But if you're going to bring him in just, just for the double and then just to have Fulham at home uh, for 38, who don't have a ton to play for, even though they've been playing well, um, I think that... I, I don't mind him as much, right? Because you're just not committing yourself to him for very long. Oh, yeah. And I was looking at pathways to Anthony. Like, I've got uh, Andreas Pereira doing nothing on my bench and trying to figure out. Um, and I've got like 1.3 million in the bank. I was into it. I've been into it. I've toyed with the idea. And Eric Ten Hag is committed to the cause. He is. He refuses to accept that it was a mistake to transfer Anthony to... Manchester United. He has his moments. He has his moments. Uh, it. I don't know. He's even getting some minutes out of some meaningful minutes out of Sancho. So I. Ten Hag is is you know he's what what a great hire. I I'll, think I'll he's pretty good. Yeah, I would yeah, agree with you yeah. on that one. Yeah, I just it's like you trust that he's figuring things yes. out, and that's I think that's what you really want in a, in your manager. Um, all right, so let's move on to 
Brighton and Chelsea. I know we were, you know, we're just going to ignore Chelsea. And I think rightly so. It's, it, it's also, they're also just unpredictable. Even if you wanted to consider them, it's like, okay, this week it's Sterling, right? Maybe next week it's, it's some other random player in the squad. It's just very hard to tell who you'd even trust in that, you know, and the, the, the defense is all banged up. It's just, there's really no one to consider defensively. So, but Brighton, I mean, I think most of us listening are probably locked into three, but Brighton spots. I, I wish I had Estepani in as well. At the moment, he played. He was like the best player in the pitch. He was incredible. Um, I thought. I thought uh, Moises uh, Casado was really good yeah. too. And he's uh, he's classified as a midfielder in fantasy, and so it, he didn't really get a chance to shine in terms of you know like clean sheet and bonus points. But I thought he was terrific. And uh, I mean, he really, t- he really typically played well. plays in the central midfield for Brighton. It was just the way uh, with. Webster not playing and um, the name escapes right. me. Veltman. Veltman, exactly. Is, um, yeah. yeah. So Casado, I think, was for, forced to move uh, down to right back. And I, yeah, he played really, really well. Yeah. He's like got a super engine. Yeah. And I mean, what an, just an amazing performance from Brighton. I mean, it was sort of a, from a personal perspective, I mean, I kind of, we all kind of knew the season was over. I mean, it's holding out a little bit of hope. But I, as I said to you in last week's pod, Two nice wins over over Chelsea and uh, in Newcastle, especially especially the win at St James St James Park. I thought that yeah. was that they played really well in that, and that was that was kind of it. They showed that they're not giving in on the season, and maybe this was just one difficult match too many. And I, I felt like, um, and maybe losing Martinelli early really threw them off as well. Um, that you know maybe just threw off their game plan a little bit. No Martinelli, no Zinchenko to start, and right. Gabriel Jesus is such a weird player, and yeah. there, particularly early in the season, Jesus just looked like, wow, what a what a gift to this team. Where he's just like, uh, you know, just tell him to go out there and and run his butt off, and it feels yeah. a little aimless at this stage. Yeah. And I think it's because Arsenal are really the sum of their parts, and uh, Odegaard but Odegaard yeah. is, is Saliba too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. him missing is like that's where you track the, the total fall, drop off. Saka, where are we at with with Saka? Because he has oh. vanished, and he's everyone is done. you know there was a narrative where like this is, uh, you know, he's the best English player right now, and I, Listen, he's still I, young and you all know, this, but he's let the yeah. pressure get to him. I, or he's just exhausted. I yeah. mean, this is the big thing with Arteta. Arteta's like, you will always play 90 no matter what. And that's, but it's not like he's like Holland where he gets to like hang out up front. It's like Saka's <laughs> got to like track back. I mean, God, I thought Ben White got roasted a couple times yeah. today too. And uh, yeah, he does. That, that's, and, that's, and he gets yeah. bodied like Grealish does, Saka does. Yeah, so he's, yeah, it's a very yeah. physical contest every match. That's fair, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I think he might just be kind of worn down because I, I think next year I think you know he's going to come in at a big big price nine point five ten million and we're all going to think that's too high for him. But then if Arsenal have a nice run of fixtures, I think a refreshed Saka could be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, you know, at the at the start of next season. So I I think he's just I think he's just done this year. And uh, yeah, I mean I, Martinelli maybe Trossard turns out to be the kind of Div, you know, the, the, the low ownership player that we consider for game week 38, if Martinelli is out for mm-hmm. any extended period of time, that could be, that could be somebody. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you on Jesus. I don't know what, what you're getting with him at any given time. And I, I it's just, I mean, this is, uh, 
I don't know. He's he's been great. It's like you know because Arsenal lost three nil today. It's so easy to like go. It reminds me, Brandon. I was talking to uh, uh, Kate and I. My wife and I watched uh, the newest episode of Top Chef mm-hmm. last night, yeah. and we were joking about how when they have the the you know they have the the group that won, like the the two or three chefs that were the best, mm-hmm. and then they have the two or three that are that lost. Yeah. And it's just it's always so funny because they often make four or five courses, right? But when the, the chefs that won, it's like they were flawless. Nothing was bad. Everything, <laughs> everything was awesome. And then the three on the bottom, it's always like everything went wrong. You know, it's like, and it's like, it, it always feels like they kind of push the, the difference a little strongly there. Sure. Like I'm sure the ones that went wrong, it's like three or four things were pretty good. And I feel like that's, that's how I am right now with, with Arsenal where it's like, I'm sure there were th- things that were reputable yesterday uh, or, you know, or in or today's match, but I, all I can think about right now is the loss. And so I'm sort of, sort of viewing everybody through the lens of that. Yeah. So um, I, I can't say that I'm strongly considering any of the, any of their players, but I, I thought Brighton played really well. Uh, I thought McAllister did, was, was excellent. Just didn't get the fantasy results. He almost got a, a, like a nice little outside the box strike yep. uh, late in that match. And um, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, for, I think you and I both just got screwed not having Estepanian. Um, and that's just, how it goes sometimes it, it really is and we're talking about city and manchester united assets of course it's going to be the one that we don't name who will be the one that it's going to be christian erickson yeah. who just like miraculously comes yeah. through that's that's often the way it goes yeah. i will say like rod rod rodry for, for Man oh city. my god rodry and erickson please, please yep. let it be rodry um, you know, my Anthony Martial punt seems like so much fun. I love how into it you are. Evan Ferguson mm-hmm. is another player who one might consider for a blank spot up front. I mean, that boy is very, well, very be, large and very good. Yeah. That would be a thing you could consider, too, I guess, would be like a Tony to Ferguson and then McAllister or Matoma turns into somebody well, I don't mm-hmm. know how much money that would free up for you but that that would be that would be mm-hmm. another possible move possible minus indeed four. indeed anything I can do to get Anthony I'm gonna either get Anthony Martial or I'm gonna get Anthony uh, okay someone whose name ends with T-O-N-Y some Tony some Tony any Tony yeah, out for Tony out for <laughs> T-O-N-E-Y you're dropping an E that, that's what's happening this week yeah. all right so uh captain's been a little boring this season with Holland. What can you do? He's got 36 goals. Uh, seems like he's going to start forever. I don't really know, <laughs> like endlessly, uh, at least until he gets 40, I imagine. Uh, so if you just wanted to be different and you didn't really care if if, if Holland blew up and, and hurt you, uh, who are uh, maybe just give me like two other captain options that you could consider for game week 37. Just two. Yeah. If we knew he was fit, Marcus Rashford, I think would be the next first pick that you would go for. Yep. Uh, Apart from that, I don't know. I feel like the captaincy on, on Brighton players is kind of, it's gone. I'm not, I'm not that interested. I don't know. Bruno Fernandez. That's what I was thinking. I think Bruno Shaw? Would, be, would be the other one. Luke Shaw? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, probably. Uh, but I, I would go Bruno first. Just, yeah. I don't know. I've been burned captain defenders too many times. Uh, I think uh, just because the, the problem with captain defenders is 
they can play great and they can still concede a goal that isn't their fault, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 the frustrating thing. Whereas if Bruno has a bad game, doesn't do anything all match, and then scores a goal late, that then that's fine. Points right? bonanza. And still get, yeah, still get points. Um, I think that uh, I think you could probably throw De Bruyne in there. I think he starts the Chelsea match for sure, and he probably starts the Brighton match just because I, I could see Pep in kind of like a mark of respect kind of way starting starting De Bruyne in that one too uh just because I think I think he'll see that as a as a challenge and Brighton. I don't know like you know what I mean like yeah. I just feel like that's something I really I do like about Pep I mean people get mad at him for rotating his squad so much but I don't know what else he can do to a certain degree he's got to play these guys and mm-hmm. keep them happy um but I think uh, I mean it's frustrating from a fantasy perspective okay. uh but he also is like such a sportsman when it comes to this kind of stuff right it's like he really takes the the, uh, the battle seriously um, yeah he would I be really into like, like dueling in the uh in like the 19th century like okay so yeah, yeah. let's solve this squabble uh on the, the only right <laughs> way we know sabers cutlasses yeah. uh yeah. let's have it yeah. out yeah I really I really come to uh to to like pep I mean I this man city team I, I hate how many I mean, that I didn't like him before, I guess, but like, you know, there's a, there's, you can get so frustrating. Like I feel like when they were kind of dueling with, with, uh, Liverpool for, you know, those few years there and, uh, he would get super tetchy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's, he, he hates to, like, you know, he, he's just, he's like a really poor, he's a poor loser, I feel like, but he, um, but I don't know, but he, there are, why am I talking about Pep? Let's let's move on, Brandon. Um, let's. Uh, I want to end things though with uh, with on the beach, right? So we have to go through all. Actually, let, let's do it. Let's go uh, one through twenty. Okay. Do it fast though. This is lightning round. Okay, okay. we're not going slow because uh, some of these are going to be easy. Okay. Uh-huh. On the beach, partially on the beach, uh, on the on concrete. I don't know. What would you be if you're not on the beach? On the pitch. Is that where you are? I don't know. Where are you uh, in the office? On the beach. Okay, we'll say in the office. The office being the, the pitch. Okay. Okay, so Man City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool, Brighton, they're all in the office. Okay? So we did the first we did the first six, okay? South uh Southampton are down down. So I'm, 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 I was going to try to go bottom and then kind of meet in the middle. Okay, here, gotcha. So it's a very complicated way I'm doing this. But Southampton are officially relegated, so now they're 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 kind of on the beach. Uh, the good, good article, by the way, about Southampton in the Athletic. Uh, I highly recommend it for anyone who's kind of interested in what happened with that squad this year. It's really interesting. They had this kind of analytics company that took over. Do you have you heard about any of this? It's it's kind of Mm-mm. they bought. It's like they they have a sort of it was like they kind of were like we're going to do a project it was sort of this like interesting <laughs> just sort of but they ended up with this like stark division between the veterans and the new people they brought in okay. and it's like a kind of it's like a blow oh, apparently only chelsea had a larger squad i didn't even know this about southampton like only chelsea had a larger squad this season and okay. so it created all this chaos and then they cycled through three managers and it was just you know they had the knots county guy for a while and sure so it was a Luton town. I can't remember he where he from came Luton. from. Uh, he was from Luton. He was town. Luton. Yeah, yeah. Nathan I don't know where Jones. Knott's County yeah. from Nathan Jones. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite. Uh, I mean, your favorite to. You know, I that to, guy comedy is gold. stunningly yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I hope yeah. I hope to see him again <laughs> soon. But then uh, you know, Leicester, Leeds, Everton, Forest. Those those are obviously uh, teams that have a, a ton to play for as well, right? So okay, so I've just knocked off eleven teams here, Brandon. Um, uh-huh. 
Spurs on the beach, in the office, or getting their uh, getting their beach bags together. <laughs> I mean, I don't need. I don't think people even know what the work schedule is at that club. Like, is it my turn to take a vacation and you're in the office? There's not it's enough like, organization yeah. for them to be on the same page there. So now it's sort of you know like a is? none of the above. You ever worked in an office where like the the CEO left or there's like a there was like a leadership gap for a yeah. while there? Yeah. That, that's where they are right now. They've got this they got this like friend of theirs who's managing the squad right now. Oh, yeah. it's you like, know? And it's, I remember yeah. having a substitute teacher in French class uh, when I was in high school and the sub sub teacher said, we're watching Forrest Gump today. Uh, I don't speak any French in that movie, so (laughs) Ryan Mason is probably just showing them Forrest Gump in training. If you had been in a Chinese class, maybe that would have been okay, (laughs) because he does, you know, some diplomacy with with China there. That's fair. All right, so they're on the beach. What about Villa? Well, Villa are trying to push to automatic European qualification. That's true. That's uh, true. So, so they're they're so they're they got they got something to play yeah. for. Brent, Brentford are probably they're they're four points back of, of Villa, Spurs, Brighton, that kind of group of European Europa League Conference League qualifiers. I do we think that Brentford? My feeling about Brentford is is they're not necessarily on the beach, but the the only thing that changes for them is that they they do have a couple of. Um, let's see. They they have one home match, and I think I think they're going to kind of be up for that game week thirty eight home match with Man City. I think that's I think that'll be a fun one. I just don't mm-hmm. see them kind of showing up and rolling over for their home fans uh, when they play Man City in thirty eight. Uh, cer- certainly not. And I I think that's with with a lot of these mid table sides. The feeling is they're on the beach because they don't have anything to play for. Well. Yeah. What these clubs do is they show up and they've got they've got faithful supporters in the stands who demand and yeah. deserve to have a show. The players and the staff want to give them that show. I just don't I never bought this idea that that clubs like just roll over because they're quote on on, on the beach. No. And, I, and I apply this to to Fulham as well, who hosts Crystal Palace. It's a London derby. Like, I mean, and and yep. Fulham have been you know safe for quite a while now. And they went down to Southampton and, and beat the crap out of them uh, for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because they could. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, I, I think that's right. I think maybe there's a kind of you're right. And and on the beach, that has become like a bit of a overworked cliche. And I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to kind of lean into that too. Obviously, it's a bit of a joke. But I think um, you have the teams that have really like maybe the teams that were battling for to avoid relegation. Right. And yeah. and they're sort of, they're, they're kind of through the line. And so it's more like, it's like you've been tensed up mm-hmm. for three months. Right. And yeah. you kind of let the, te- the tension go slack. And those are maybe ones where it's hard to kind of have that same fire again, because you've sure. played, yeah. you know, with so much danger for, for so long. So I, I think that's um, fair. So yeah. then I think if you apply that logic to Brentford and again to Fulham is that they've been playing without pressure and they're playing decent football and i wouldn't expect that to change so i feel like they're kind of still maybe they're working remotely uh we could say yeah i 
I think that I think I think I'm with you. I I, I wouldn't consider them to be. Uh, I think those are teams are still they're, they're kind of going for. And also they have this kind of Vinicius thing now. Vinicius, do they? I I think I've asked you this before. I'm just forgetting. Do they own him or is he an unloaned player? I for, feel for like long? he's a loan player. Uh, let me just he, let me yeah. just double check. Yeah. He's really playing well right now. I feel like Fulham would be well served to, to keep him if they if they can. Yeah, and it's it's been it's been ages since. I mean, any team's going to struggle to have a proper backup to a star striker, and then they've never had a proper uh, stand-in for Mitrovic. So yeah, uh, I I agree with that. If they can keep him, they they should. Yeah, and Mitro made a cool um, came on and scored a cool goal too, like a kind of like a headed kind of stooped header yeah. whatever you call that kind of goal that was yeah like a kind of a almost like a diving header yeah we uh fulham owns vinicius outright so okay. um good i think he's he's Let's here to stay game. good all right well they're, they're i mean they're 10th place I, I also think finishing top half of the table probably means something for, to them too so um chelsea i think are kind of a different kind of on the beach which is um you talk about like Wanted to put it on a show for your home fans. <laughs> and with Chelsea, it's like, I mean, these guys don't even, they've only been there about like a month, you know? Yeah. It's like, they, they, they ain't my home fans, Todd. Yeah, they, <laughs> the players have played about four games at home so far this season. And so I, I'm not sure how much fire uh, they're going to have these these final two. Remember uh, in, avoided, yeah. in MASH, uh, how Klinger, he was, uh, I think his name was Klinger, the guy who wore a dress. And he yes. was breaking some sort of a dress code for the army yeah. in Korea because he wanted to get sent home because he did not want to be yeah. deployed to a foreign war. And yeah. I, I feel like we got a bunch of clingers here at Chelsea where they're probably <laughs> like, what do I have to do to get uh, discharged <laughs> no. from this service? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we saw an, we had an Enzo sighting yesterday. It's like a, I don't know. I don't want to go on about Chelsea. They've had enough digs uh, on them. Uh, the, their supporters have had enough digs this season. Uh, Palace, I think, are, are there any? They're ending on a high note, and so I won't. I won't. I won't say they're on the beach. I actually think Eze is one of the few non-doublers that that I think. I think they play. Is just double check this. I think that they play. Um, yeah, Forest at home in game week 38. And I think that as a could be a fun game week 38 transfer, if you're kind of like, yeah, like the way the rest of my team sets up and maybe, you know, you're like, okay, I, I the only, you know, I don't really have a lot of money. And so maybe like a McAllister to, uh, to, um, mm-hmm. to as a move might be like a fun 38, just kind of planting the seed there. Cause he's, he's, a, I think he has three double digit three matches with double digit returns in his last like 10. So he's, he's got a lot of upside if you're looking for somebody who's kind of cheap with some, with some upside down. Yeah. Structure. That performance against Bournemouth was outrageous. Now um, I didn't watch all that match, but seemed I get, I'm getting sure. the sense from you that Bournemouth were totally checked out, taking yeah, that into I, account, but there's yeah. something about Eze that is yep. just, it's beautiful. It's so effortless. He's, yeah. he is, yeah. he's like the chief c- cool player in the premier league right now. Yeah. He got double. He's on double-digit goals for the season, and I feel like it's sort of they've kind of gone a little, a little under the radar. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, so I, I think. I mean, Elise has gotten some attention, and I, I'm kind of excited. I don't know what's going to happen with this with this squad next year. I don't know if they they stick with Hodgson. I know he's kind of like in the caretaker role, but he is a good manager. I don't know. It's like I don't know what it's to say. Like whatever, these, whatever magic yeah, gold exactly. dust he's got, it's working for them <laughs> yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, ex- exactly. So, um, yeah, and then I think I think uh, we talked about Bournemouth already. Uh, Wolves, I think we we actually talked about them a little bit too. I mean, they're they're pretty checked out. They're safe, and there's yeah. not a lot a lot to play. Maybe they set up a little bit more for next season, which actually, in some ways, even though that's not effectively on the beach, means like they can kind of tinker with the squad a little bit just to yeah. see what. It almost makes them targetable because you think of managers and like I was saying earlier, like Lapadegui is already in the press saying like we need to buy some new players. Sometimes managers want to show the weaknesses of their squad to force the the owner's hand to spend some money. So, you know, maybe the tank is going to happen here. That's true. You know, well, they play Arsenal at home at 38. So maybe that's the... uh, I, mean, I guess that's the big pressures off match for Arsenal too, right? Because they're, yeah. I mean, they're 15 clear of Newcastle. Like there's no, they've got a lock absolutely on no second, chance you know. of exactly. They got a lock on second. So I think game week 38 might be like, you know what? Like the, I actually thought the fans were pretty, were, were pretty like, uh, like supportive given um, mm-hmm. that they were really getting their butts kicked yeah. by, <laughs> by Brighton in this, in the match today. Yeah. But a player, player like Emil Smith Rowe, who is a fan uh, favorite, like maybe he gets a start come game week 38. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. Especially if there's some Martinelli um, problems. All right. Final team, uh, West Ham. I think they're in that, that, that they're in that category of on the beach in the premier league because they have bigger fish to fry Europe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm rooting for them. That'd be cool. I, I hope they win the Europa conference. Yeah. That'd and they, awesome. they, they missed out on the Europa league final. Uh, last season, uh, like they, they lost in the semifinal, right. if I remember correctly. Uh, right. So yeah, they play. They've got their return leg for AZ Alkmaar. They play away, uh, and they're up two one. So that's all to play for. I and I assume shot. that's why yep. my my main man, my boy Kurt Zuma, was on the bench this week. Don't risk yeah. him. Yeah. Don't throw yeah. him too far. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't do it. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to even touch let's your, your catch up yeah, there, Brandon. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's your, uh, that's your pod for this week. Good luck to everybody in game week 37. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll have another pod on Thursday evening after, uh, this, this will be for our Patreon supporters after, um, uh, the Newcastle Brighton matches, which should be a very interesting game. Um, and, uh, if you want to listen to that podcast, you can support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We do a bonus podcast each week during the season. Uh, we'll also be talking to Slack, taking questions and just generally gabbing on there, bemoaning our, yeah. our rotten head to head luck, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> I, both of us, yeah. I think you and I are both sinking like a stone this yep. week, but that's, that's right. all right. That happens. It's cool. Um, and it's always next season. Yeah, it's cool. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Brennan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazaros Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wildmings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb. James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Thomas Andre, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah Louise, and Travis Grant. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks to everyone who's recently given us five stars on Spotify. Hey, if you're listening on Spotify right now, it's very easy to, to just rate the pod. Give us five stars. We'd appreciate it. It's been a long season. Follow us wherever you get social media. All this information and more is at alwayscheating.com. Josh, let's uh, 
hope, what, what do we want to happen? What's the, besides uh, Cody Gakpo having 10 goal involvements tomorrow, what's the next thing we want to have happen? Well, I think the other things I want to happen are, are, are negative things, you know, <laughs> Schadenfreude, players not starting, who you'd expect to start and stuff like that. So I, I feel like I don't want to speak that into yeah. existence. Like the, I guess, I mean, if, I, if we get an Isak goal on Thursday, that would yeah, be... Yeah, I want an Isak goal, and I want 10 goal involvements from Lewis Dunk. That's what I'm looking for. Ooh, wow, yeah. wow. You know, you don't mean he, he doesn't have to assist or score, right? You just want him to be involved in, like, a the celebration. chance yeah. or... Yeah, the celebration. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and may they not be own goals. Uh, that's, that's the, that's <laughs> that's the bigger true. stipulation. Ten, ten positive, positive. <laughs> you really got to watch your the monkey's paw situation that you just created there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.